I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome to the Team Selection Podcast on the AFL Writings Network. My name is Pete, and I go by the name of AFL Writings Pete on Twitter. Welcome to co-host in Seven Perths, Ryan Daniels. G'day, Pete. How are we going? Let's get into round two here. So Dane Zorko comes in for Brisbane and could see some time at half back, but he does provide flexibility. But uh, Kitty Coleman is out. Yeah, that sucks because Kitty Coleman started so well last last week. I think we all thought he was going to have a big year. Probably not a salary cap guy, right? But but a lot of draft teams and keeper league teams would have been having high hopes. So, yeah, that's not a great start. Dane Zorko, and there's a lot of people who would have drafted him in, in, uh, in those formats and just been hoping that he comes back pretty quickly. So this is a pretty good result for those coaches who probably got him at a pretty big discount. He misses one game. Uh, and then he's back, and with Coleman out, he might get a decent role. So the big winner, the big winner for me with Coleman out is is probably Daniel Rich, and maybe a little bit of Cam Rayner. Yeah. Um, so I mean, we, it's, I don't think it'll have much salary cap implications, but for drafts, it could be big. Okay, on to Melbourne. So we're looking at still no Christian Salem for Melbourne, but Fritch, May, and Varney return. Varney straight into that midfield, so it'll be interesting to see where Brayshaw hangs across half back still. Yeah, Melbourne's fascinating, right, because last week they had those four main guys out and it, it definitely impacted some scoring of, say, Chandler and Pickett and even guys like Tomlinson and Lever. Like, they picked up some scoring um, and we're not quite sure how it's going to fit and now you've got Pickett's out because of his suspension um, and you don't have Salem. So we're still not going to get quite an accurate look at it. Um, but I would think finally goes straight back into the middle. Um, I'm concerned about Chandler because of Fritch, and I, I'm worried. Hopefully he can stand up because I know everybody's invested in him now. But uh, it, it, Melbourne, to me, is still a yet to be settled on exactly how their best team looks on any given week, and that includes Brayshaw. Yeah, Chandler probably a couple of weeks ago with the uh, picket suspension. So hopefully, uh, yeah, at least a two-week run there, especially for the classic fantasy coaches out there. Already on to Port Adelaide, so play Collingwood this week. Jace Berg on who can score in for Port, uh, and Frampton replaces uh, Jeremy Howe out with a broken arm. Yeah, it's a sneaky um, one there, isn't it? Because he can score, and, and he's proven it in the past. A good user of the footy bird line as well, just like his old man was. So um, he's an interesting one. If you've got a keeper league or something like that, and he's lying on the on the waivers, he's probably worth a pickup. And Frampton, mate, last year, I think it was last year, there was a, there was a one or two game stretch where Frampton just bobbed up out of nowhere and started becoming this intercept marker for the Crows, and it looked like he was going to score. Um, so I'm intrigued by him. I, I, think I almost today made a move myself in a couple of draft leagues and thought, see, there's a world where he does gives you a 70, 75, 80 if he's that intercept mark. But I think you probably just have to wait and see how he goes. But the how role last week wasn't exactly fantasy friendly. Um, I don't think anyway. Yeah, Port Adelaide go at a, a breakneck speed and so did Collingwood. So Frampton's going to see a lot of ball 
lot of entries coming his way. So I agree, he could actually be a pretty decent score this week. All right, let's move on to the next game here. So Lockie Scholl in for the Crows. Samson Ryan comes in for Richmond, which is interesting there. And Tyler Young makes his debut for the Tigers. Yeah, Tyler Young, from what I understand, he's more of a key defender type. Um, Samson Ryan, uh, we've all had a bit of interest in him. He, he's a guy who played last year, and I think he went backwards in his pricing just yeah. about. Um, he, he, uh, he's a tall forward slash ruckman, real athlete. Um, he might be interesting. I, I think a few would have started with him as their as their ruck backup because there was some talk that he would play pretty early from Damien Hardwick. So uh, he's an interesting one to watch, I think. Um, and I think in, the other one there you mentioned is Lockie Scholl. Now, we remember how high we all were on him two years ago when he just sort of burst onto the scene. It might have even been the COVID year. Yeah. Um, he hasn't really fired a shot since, but I, every time I see his name pop back in, I'm like, oh, could this be it? Could he get the role that he needs? Um, it, so for me, he will always be a watch, Lockie Scholl, always. Went down to Richmond training in pre-season, Ryan, and had a chat to Jacob Bauer, who does play a lot of fantasy, and asked him uh, who was ready for the Tigers this year from a fantasy perspective, and he, and he mentioned Samson Ryan. So Really? Yeah, so interested to see how... Um, yeah, he gave me a few names, and they've all actually panned out quite correct. So inter- he was bullish on Samson Ryan, and he was taking him... Uh, in a few classic leagues there as well, which was interesting, and it was good info at that time. So next game here, so Adam Trelaw injured sideline, so unfortunate there. And Rory Lobb, uh, man, just way too many little injuries (laughs) here, and minor ankle surgery for him. Yeah, that, it's disappointing. I suppose he's only been there a week, Rory Lobb, but uh, it's, it sounds like it's only going to be a minor injury. And in some ways, I reckon it solves a problem for them because I thought they were too tall. So at least temporarily, um, yeah, fate has intervened. The interesting one there, Pete, I think is Trelaw because he seemed to be the big beneficiary of Dunkley's exit last week. Big score for him, 121, his biggest in a while. Um, and he looked great. Now, he's out. Um, so who wins this week from that? Is it Toby McLean who now gets to play a full game? Um, we, we were hoping for big things from him in the preseason. Maybe Toby goes big. Or is it just that Bailey Smith and McRae and Bont and these guys get another boost? The one thing I am expecting from that Bulldogs midfield and their back line is big chipping it around numbers because that's what the Saints give you under Ross Lyon. We saw that with that Frio game. So I would expect guys like McRae, um, guys like Smith um, and a couple other, they're, they're sort of halfback guys like Bailey Dale and Caleb Daniel to get a lot of that ball, just like Freo's defenders and midfielders did. Um, so that's one to watch for me. Yeah, Bailey Smith, the big winner in that midfield for the Bulldogs. Now, I'd expect a, a little bit more of a sprinkling of centre bounces for Caleb Daniel there as well with Trelaw out of there. So uh, we did see Caleb Daniel uh, in the mix over pre-season uh, move into the middle, and obviously that was... A uh, bit of a preparing for uh, no Josh Dunkley this year. So I think there were a couple of things that might happen on the weekend. But, yeah, I like the, like the thought process on the halfbacks for the Bulldogs, especially against St Kilda last week. And Frio actually took a stack of marks there last week. Yeah, 160 marks, I think, which was a huge number, just a monstrous number. And we saw that with Cox and Ryan and Young and Clark. Um, I think they took 57 marks between four blokes. So that's that's what we can probably expect. If you pick the right Bulldogs defender this weekend, you, you might be in the money. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. 
Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Excellent. Next one here, we go to uh, St Kilda. So that's Jack Bartell misses with a cut knee. So Ross Lyon today in his presser saying the latest that he heard that he was still in hospital. So just uh, precautionary uh, potential infection. So just trying to get rid of that. Uh, probably not ruled out yet next week just yet, but just one to watch there for the longer term. Uh, Seb Ross comes in and no Marcus Windhager there. Yeah, which means they don't have a traditional tagger because Bartell sort of tagged last week and Windhager's their guy. I'm assuming that means Windhager will probably be the sub Chance because, I, yeah, I know they do like him, but Ross comes in. So there's no traditional tag for the McRae, Bontempelli, Smith guys. Um, maybe Seb Ross will be a pretty tight run with, or maybe they'll pluck somebody else to do some tagging. I don't know, but it doesn't appear that there's an obvious tagger there, which I think is a win for fantasy coaches. Yeah, Seb Ross has done that role previously, but, you know, Last week, Brayshaw and, and Ross Lyon did reference this uh, post-game that it wasn't really a hard take against Brayshaw. No. And Brayshaw scored uh, pretty well still. So um, yep. I've got to imagine it'll be just a shadow and not just a, a complete run with lockdown type situation for uh, any of the Bulldogs mids there. So let's move on to the next one. So Josh Triasi uh, out and Bailey Banfield in, no sub, which is great for him. And that adds a different dynamic to that Fremantle forward line. Yeah, it just, it just speeds them up a little bit. They were probably a little bit top-heavy. I think the thing is with Nat Fife, they weren't quite sure how he was going to fit. Is he a big? Is he a small? Is he a medium? The answer is he's a medium that can go, can play big. So I think getting Tracy out of there and not playing Amos, just leaving Tabena as your sort of one main key with then Fife and then the resting Ruckman, which will most most of the time be Jackson, as we saw last week, um, it, it probably means that the forward line's more dynamic. He, Justin Longmuir talked a lot about this in the pre-season. Their strength last year was their small forwards um, hunting uh, hunting the ball coming out of there. So Schultz, Witkowski, Frederick, Walters, all these dudes who basically trapped the footy in there and, and it gave them a real um, spark. Now, they didn't have that last week. There was a lot that went wrong last week for Fremantle. I'm expecting them to be far better, and that includes Fife. Um, interesting that Walters wasn't named. He only played limited minutes last week in the Waffle. Um, he's named as one of the emergencies. There's a pretty good chance, I reckon, that he'll be the sub. Yep. Uh, discussion over last week for the sub for Walters, but, yeah, a little bit of minutes last week, and, uh, yeah, hopefully he gets the sub go and hopefully into the 22 very soon. And I agree with you. I think Freeman will be quite sharp this week. Already onto their opponent in Perth on Saturday night. So Todd Goldstein, the ageing Todd Goldstein, mm-hmm. replaces... Tristan Cherry, so unfortunately for him, undergoes surgery. And Will Phillips, not named in the 22 again. Yeah, surprising. You know, Phillips, he looked okay when he came on last week too. So there's obviously something there. Maybe they're just going to build into him slowly and they don't want him playing a heap of game time. Who knows? But there's often things like that that are going on at footy clubs that, you know, we as fantasy coaches sit there and go, why are you doing that? I mean, Tanner Broon tonight for Geelong played about 60% game time. I'm sure there's a reason for it. Um, but Goldstein, that's huge, particularly if you – drafted him. Hopefully, if you, you were smart enough if you drafted Sherry to um, handcuff him to Goldie. Um, and and I'm, I'm interested to know if there's anyone in, in salary cap who's making that switch, who's going, right, well, you know, Tristan Sherry's out. Um, Goldie's going to ruck solo. I'll just go and get Goldie. Um, I don't know what the price difference is, but that could be an interesting manoeuvre. Um, but yeah, good to see Goldie back. And, you know, I think Sherry will be back in. Usually, uh, uh, Moses is about six weeks. Um, so hopefully, you know, he's back fit and firing before too long. Yeah, I started Cherry in uh, Classic last week, and yeah, I just 
I had like a brief thought about Goldstein and just no, nah, just pass. I'll, like if he's going to beat me, he's going to beat me. I guess. Yeah. Can I quickly ask what you are going to do then with Sherry this week? So um, I made sure that when I started uh, Cherry and Classic, uh, I, I had Darcy Cameron all preseason in my team. And yep. on that Friday when I made the switch to Cherry, that I confirmed that situation with Cameron to make sure that I had the flexibility if something went wrong, that yep. it, it wouldn't cost me a trade. So I moved, obviously I'm going to move Cameron to, the, to R1 or R2, whatever it is. And then obviously I can use uh, Cherry for whatever position that I need. So that flexibility, that flexibility into the starting squad paid off after one week. Yeah, very clever. Nice move. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Alrighty, we're going to just briefly touch on those Sunday games here. So a couple of things here. So uh, Davies for Gold Coast omitted. Yeah, and that means that Constable stays. I think we were all looking at it thinking, oh, jeezy, he didn't use the footy that well. Lockie Weller's back. Um, it was going to be either him or McPherson that maybe got the chop, but Davies is the one who comes out. Um, that also tells me that, because Davies played as a pure mid last week, that tells me that someone's going to spend more time in the middle um, and maybe that is Constable. I mean, he played a lot of his footy uh, through the VFL and even when he got a chance at Geelong as a midfielder. So it, it could be interesting to see what his role is, and, and who knows, maybe it might actually be a blessing that he um, hasn't worked out at half-back. We'll see. Um, but for now, it's good that he stays in, at least buys us another week. And I think Bodie Uland is on the bench, but Stewie Jew said he will play. Um, now, whether that means he's a sub or whatever, who knows. Um, but at least it, it sounds like he's in the mix and, and keeps making people money. Yeah, Sam Flanders actually could get a bump in uh, centre-back yes. to midfield usage there this week, which is quite interesting. Yeah, uh, that's true. Because they gave him a bit of a crack over pre-season, so maybe it's just like the, the opportunity is right there for him. Uh, but it's probably going to be a volatile situation because uh, Bailey Humphrey, when he comes into that team, is returning from uh, injury, short-term injury, and into the VFL team this week. So he's going to come in in a couple of weeks. Yeah, uh, and he's going to see some inside midfield usage there as well. So yeah, it's going to be a volatile situation for Flanders, but at least he gets his opportunity this week. I think for all the Suns guys that you've got, are the fringe guys that you'd be worried. Um, I know Flanders isn't fringe, but his role is a bit different. I think you've got Humphrey coming back. You've got um, Powell's going to come back. Weller's obviously back now. Um, there's going to be more and more guys coming into that side, and it's going to kick the Constables and the Davies and you know, the Eulens and these dudes out. So make your money early, um, sell high if you're in a draft, and, and then hopefully you, you, get, you get enough out of it in the short term. Yeah, the potential danger for Constable is willpower. So as soon as he's ready yep. to come back in, uh, that's a potential, but not necessarily that's the case. So just it's obviously uh, hopefully a Hopefully he just pumps out a nice 90 or 100 this weekend, Pete, makes us some money, and then he can go. It's fine. <laughs> well, that game last week for Gold Coast was played on a slip and slide, so uh, and obviously hard to hit targets when it, like it was, it might as well have just been pouring rain, it was that slippery. So tough to hit targets and when, it, when the ball was really slippery and under, obviously under pressure of being a defender. So this game is at Marvel Stadium, so I've got to imagine he's going to hit a high percentage targets this week, So which obviously could turn into a pretty uh, clear game for him, So which obviously might you know, elevate his you know, performance into Stewie Jew's mind. So, yeah, one to watch, definitely. It's a fluid situation, as we know already. 
Already yeah. on to the, uh, the next one here. So Josh Kelly out, concussion protocol. Uh, Lockie Whitfield, the same concussion protocol. Unfortunately, in that game, was really taxing last week. So, And there was Harry Perryman, comes on for like five minutes, does his hammy. So he's out uh, for a short term, at least there as well. Uh, Harry Rowson and Aaron Cadman on the radar for a debut. So they won't be far away. And Cadman has actually been destroying it up forward for the Giants. Yeah, he was very good in a VFL practice match on the weekend. I think he kicked six. Um, five or six, and, yep. and so he'd, he'd be very close to a boo. And then what that means for, you know, whether it's Riccardi who comes out or whether Harry Himmelberg goes back to defence, which he kind of did at the end of that game last week. Um, I mean, last week was difficult because players were dropping like flies, so it's really hard to get a good read on it. But it's a fascinating watch this week for GWS. Rouston, really good young midfielder. He could play too. Um, maybe it means Finn Callahan spends way more time in the centre square rather than on the wing. Um, you'd expect Green to get even more of a, a share of the footy, even though he, he had it on a string last week. Um, so it's a fascinating game for GWS. They're, they're severely undermanned in that midfield and even across half-back. So there's some plum roles available, even if it's just for a week. Um, and obviously Perriman's, I think, six, four to six weeks, so it's a bit longer. Yeah, interesting you mentioned uh, Himmelberg there because it just got me thinking, you know, uh, luckily it was supposed to be in that team, so he does. He's injured last week and is a late withdrawal. So therefore, yep. uh, the, the late change up of roles there. So he's now at a little bit of a longer term there. So you know that's potential an opportunity for Adam Kingsley to move stuff around. And he, obviously he's got Harry Himmelberg who can sit there and just move straight back to defence. And don't forget, Lockie Whitfield is that like interceptor type of defender yep. role. So I, like I, I think you're really spot on here. I think Himmelberg will be a big chance to sit in defence this week, and that's obviously. Uh, Whitfield obviously due back next week, hopefully. But, yeah, the longer term will likely air. But, obviously, uh, Phil Davis is there as well, potential at some stage there to come back in. But he hurt his ankle there last week as well. So, a uh, forward situation at the Giants. But, yeah, uh, Himmelberg does offer that flexibility. Yeah, absolutely. I'd be keeping a very close eye on him. I'd be, if I didn't have him and I was in a draft league, I'd, I'd be inclined to make an offer now when he's cheap. And you could get him and just stash him or pick him up if he's on waivers. There's some chance he might be after last week. Um, he's definitely a watch. Well, good thoughts on round two there, Ryan. So where can we find you this week and your regular spots? Uh, well, regular spots there, uh, Twitter, Footy Rhino. Um, I do the podcast, The Hardball Gets. AFL show usually comes out on Mondays. It's called a two-minute warning, which means we do two minutes on every team. Um, a lot of banter and a lot, and a lot of footy talk. We make sure every team gets its... Um, Deserved time, and this week um, I'll be doing some calling on Triple M. So those North Melbourne fans over in um, Victoria, over there, I'll be calling the Dockers and Kangaroos game on on Triple M, which will be exciting. Um, I don't know if it's on Triple M over there or the listener app, but one of those two you can hear it. So yeah, exciting times. You can catch me at AFR Ratings Pete, and obviously a stack of uh, social media content at AFR Ratings and associated uh, Twitter accounts there as well, and obviously AFR Ratings for a stack of intel and just pumping out the little, just little bits here and there. And obviously you can, uh, every bit of the information, you can put the pieces of the puzzle together to help uh, your fantasy teams there. Well, Ryan, until team selection next week, have a great weekend and good luck to the listeners in round two. Thanks, Pete. You too.